All right, Bible and Daily Lifers, we are going through the New Testament in a year, and we are in the book of Romans chapter 8, which means that we're halfway through the book of Romans. Now, this is kind of interesting in that uh, the next half is going to deal with issues that really weren't dealt with so much in the first half. The first half verse, verses or chapters 1 through 8 are basically what we call doctrine, the important things about Christ and our relationship to God, that we're sinners, Christ died for us, reconciled us to God, gave us new life. So now that we have all of that and we have new life, what do we do with the new life? Where do we go from here? And, and what's it like to be a child of God? In fact, one of these passages here in verse 23, it talks about sonship adoption to sonship. We've been adopted as sons and daughters. Well, what does it mean to be adopted into this family? That's what we're going to explore in chapter 8. I wish we could stay in chapter 8 to the end of the year. Uh, there's just so much stuff here, but we've got 10 minutes to try to make it all happen. Therefore, <clears throat> chapter 8, verse 1, because we're sinners and Christ died for us, reconciled us to God, and gave us new life. Therefore, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free, free from the law of sin and death. There's no condemnation. God doesn't condemn me. I'm his son. I'm his child. No condemnation. Get that one. If we get nothing else today, just keep saying that in your head. There's no condemnation. There's no condemnation. Jesus has set me free. I am a child of God. So there's so much to say here about that. But I want to jump ahead because there's a few things we really need to see in this chapter. And one of them is in verse 14. For those who are led of the Spirit of God are children of God. So now we're talking about being led by God. So he's leading us in this new life, step by step. We're the children of God. The Spirit you receive doesn't make you slaves to fear again. We don't need to fear. We don't need to fear. Rather, the Spirit you received has brought about the adoption to sonship. Sonship. We're sons and we're daughters. We've been adopted. We have the full inheritance that belongs to the Father, that belongs to us in the family. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. Now that's Aramaic. And it really is the sort of colloquial way of saying Papa or Daddy or Dad or Pops. And a lot of people are offended by this. They're like, you know, you can't say to God, hey, pops. Well, uh, this spirit gives us the spirit of saying, daddy, dad, Abba, father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we're God's children. Now, if we're children, then we're heirs. Everything that, that's his is, is ours. He's giving it to us. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we might share in his glory. Then he says, boy, there's so much here. Uh, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. All of this trouble 
isn't to be compared with what God has prepared for us, what he's got for us in the future, where we're going. Sure, there's suffering, but boy, there's greatness and glory in front of us. Verse 19, for the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, the fall. All the creation is groaning in hopes that the creation itself will be liberated from the bondage of decay and brought into freedom in the glory of the children of God. We know the whole creation has been groaning as in pains of childbirth right up to this present time. All creation's groaning, just waiting for him to return, waiting for him to come back, waiting for him to make everything right. And we are groaning with all of creation, Lord Jesus, come back. Fix this thing, fix me, fix us. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit, we groan inwardly as we eagerly await the adoption of sons, the redemption of our bodies. Our bodies will be changed. They'll be changed into our eternal bodies, our, our glorified bodies with him. This mortal coil with all of its troubles will fall off. In this hope we're saved. It's going to happen. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we don't have yet, we wait for it patiently. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Well, our weakness is here in the flesh. Our weakness is here on the planet. Our weakness is here in this, this broken creation that's groaning to be set free. We don't know what we ought to pray. I don't know what we ought to pray. I find that when I pray to God, I say the same thing over and over again. I don't know what to pray. But the Spirit himself intercedes through us through wordless groans. Oh, you ever do that one? Oh, oh, oh. Well, the Spirit hears those things, takes them and translates them. And God knows what all of those sounds and those groans mean. And he's going to answer that prayer and bring us into glory. Yes, Lord Jesus, come. <laughs> and he who searches our hearts and knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes. And we know this, in all of this trouble that we have, we've been adopted as sons and daughters. We're heirs. There's a day coming. It's not yet. He's still waiting for more people to get saved. So let's get out there and get some people saved, huh? <laughs> let's get out there and tell some people about Jesus. Let's get out there and invite some people to church. Let's get out there and get the work done. And we know that in all things, it works together for the good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Everything that happens, all these weird things, all these bad things, they all work together. They all work together. The story of Joseph in Genesis you know, if his father hadn't favored him, it's not good for parents to favor kids. It always causes trouble. But if his father had not favored him, then his brothers wouldn't have hated him. If his brothers didn't hate him, they wouldn't have thrown him in a pit. If they didn't throw him in a pit, they never would have sold him to Midianite traders who brought him to Egypt and made him a slave. He never would have been a slave. He never would have ended up in the home of Potiphar, who was 
uh, right there in high command with Pharaoh. If he was never at Potiphar's house, Potiphar's wife would never have tried to seduce him and got him in trouble and got him thrown in jail in Egypt. If he was never in Egypt, he never would have met the butler and the baker of Pharaoh. If he never met them, then he wouldn't have interpreted dreams. He never would have ended up saving his family, saving his family from famine. All of the bad things, all of the terrible things, all of the things where you wonder, why is this happening to me? Well, all of those things work together for the good. What then shall we say in response to this? If God's with us, who can be against us? You're supposed to be answering that. If God is with us, who can be against us? Nobody. That's the answer to that. He who didn't spare his own son, but, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? You know, look at the son, what the son has done for us. Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? Nobody can bring a charge against you. God justifies. Who then is the one that condemns? Who can condemn? No one can condemn. Christ Jesus, who died, more than that, who is raised to life, is at the right hand of God, interceding for us, praying for me. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? You're supposed to answer that. Nobody shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword. You're supposed to answer that. No. As it's written, for your sake all day long, we're considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Here we are on this earth between the glory and the flame waiting for Jesus to return. No, in all of these things, we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. I'm convinced that neither death nor life, angels or demons, neither present or future, any powers, neither height nor depth, anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Thank you that we are adopted into this family and we have the full love of the Father. You are loved. You are loved. You are loved. Everything's going to be okay. 